episode four of the Marketing Pranks. Hello! Uh, Brian Hansford and I, Robert Pease, are here yet again. Again. Talk a little bit about marketing, talk about sales, talk about B2B. Kind of talk about whatever's on our mind. Yeah, well, just whatever kind of pushes our buttons for the day, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Well, there's a lot going on. For sure there is, and it is the holiday time of year. Uh, we actually had a little bit of snow here in the Seattle area. Yep, uh, we did. Just added a lot to of the, frost. Yeah, just added to the overall dampness of the area more than anything else. Yep. Um, today's topic, today's uh, um, title of today's podcast is ABM, my BFF. Yeah, so... Robert, I, I know this is something near and dear to your heart. There's there, there's a lot of noise around ABM. There is. There's a lot of noise around this. So, what's going on? Tell yeah. me about it. What what is what's ABM? I mean, <laughs> right. I mean, I mean what, where is this new idea that yeah. came out, and is it new? Brand spanking new, right? So definitely, we're dominated by three level, three letter acronyms today. So ABM is account based marketing. Uh, and BFF for all you uh, young uh, hipsters out there is best friends forever. That's right. Yep. As it should be if you are uh, going to market in a B2B world. And I would argue even uh, any kind of go-to-market needs to be informed by this. So account-based marketing is just that, right? It's, it's having sort of an intentional and methodical view of your market and of the target counts within that market. Um, the people within those target accounts that can influence or make a purchase decision and all the things you do to bring them into the funnel. Right. right, from building awareness to engaging with them through the sales process, uh, to making them become customers and even help benefit you by driving other customers to you. So, um, my uh, cynical, if you will, a bit point of view on this is that this is sort of uh, marketers getting the religion that salespeople have had from the beginning of time. Right, most salespeople understand target account selling. If you build a territory plan, or you have a set of named accounts, or you're a strategic account manager, you've always known who you're trying to get into. Um, and what the potential impact is. And to me, this is sort of the, um, potentially this very way, very well may be the thing that actually aligns sales and marketing finally. Might, might get us over the hump a little bit. I, I remember uh, early in my career, I mentioned this in a previous episode, I was an inside sales rep and I was fortunate enough to be mentored and coached by somebody that was very senior and he had me read this book called Strategic Selling. Right on. Um, and it's still a classic. I would highly recommend it. But essentially, it follows a lot of the same model that and principles that we're bringing into ABM. You know, you have the economic buyer, mm-hmm. you have the business decision maker, you have end users and influencers, right? So you know, it seems like ABM is a little bit of a shift where instead of having leads, which may be one individual within an account. Now we have to look at multiple people within an account, or at mm-hmm. least more effectively mm-hmm. or holistically look at those, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I think the uh, good word in the book that you read there around strategic, um, a big piece of what ABM is all about is being strategic or being intentional or being um, sort of dialed in on who exactly it is that needs to be your customer. And I like, I like taking uh, clients through the exercise of even let's, let's, let's wrap our arms around the universe of all possible companies that could become our customer, right? We might not get them this week, we might not get them this quarter, we might not get them this year, but if we define that universe, um, or at least majority of that universe, right? We at least have now named, essentially a named account strategy for marketing. Yep. Um, 
and then you can deploy all sorts of marketing tactics to, to reach those folks, right? From who are the people inside, right, that are potentially going to inform a decision, um, to who influences those particular people inside those target accounts, where do those target accounts gather, are there associations, are there membership groups, are there publications, how do I essentially begin to surround uh, essentially virtually almost, right, or even potentially physically, those people inside those accounts with information about me and the problem I solve. Um, and again, this just is a, is a great sort of exercise to go through because rather than just sort of, you know, being signed up for an MQL number, right, my marketing right. qualified league number and I need to generate a thousand of those suckers a month, this is, I now have a defined universe of target accounts. And where am I on bringing those target accounts into my sales funnel and into my customer uh, acquisition process? That's right, you know, it, we see it's very common, um, thanks to the serious decisions waterfall <laughs> model where you have, you know, automation qualified leads now or marketing qualified leads, et cetera. You could have multiple MQLs within a single account, yep. but at the end of the day, most likely you are working towards getting a single sale within that account. Yeah. Those are not three sales Separate. opportunities. Yeah. Most likely, yeah. unless you're doing you know really deep account yep. marketing there, but so that changes that potentially changes the model quite a bit. With okay, if I have if I have a, a target or a bogey on a certain number of marketing qualified leads. But that could mean multiple people within an organization. Maybe they're on the buying committee. Maybe they're not. Is that the right way to measure success? I mean, it's a yeah, no, it's it's a good it's a good question, right? So there, a lot of the times, you know, we always think about sort of that net new customer acquisition step. And you know, when you're talking about a, a big company, a multi billion dollar company, there could be you know multiple opportunities inside a certain account right. uh, for you. And rather than just sort of getting the initial beachhead uh, customer relationship, it's how do you grow within that account? And I think, you know, the principles I think. Uh, um, are very similar, right, for sort of, you know, the expand uh, approach as much as it is the land, right? You're trying to get a beachhead, you're trying to get in the door, you're trying to get an initial piece of work done or, or product sold or whatever it may be. Um, but then account-based marketing can also drive sort of how you are continuing to sell into existing accounts. And we've, right. we've talked before on the cranks about, about customer marketing um, yep. and how that is generally not done extremely well by anyone. That's right. That's right. <laughs> to be yeah, very you get the broad sale and let's there. move on. Yeah, you know, we yeah. we've got the PO and they've been activated and you know in the SaaS world maybe um, you have a customer success manager that goes through their three hours of webinar training and boom you're set. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and I think that's a you know SaaS companies, software as a service companies. You know, they they should be running themselves on the metrics you know, clearly of, of net new customer acquisition, but they also want to understand growth within an existing account, whether that's true. additional seats or an additional hurdle or whatever it may be. And that sort of takes this again same kind of notion of like who is the best possible fit for my customer. And we've we've done some work here at Heinz where you're like you know we go and we help a company and we look at them. Uh, SaaS companies particularly, and it's like, great, you're having great customer acquisition numbers on the front edge, but who actually sticks around longest as a customer? That's right. Do you get right. the renewals or is right. it, you know, do you have a 95% churn rate? And then that, After eight that, or 12 months, right? And you yeah. haven't, or you maybe barely recruit, recruit the investment that you made. And so having sort of that informed set of data into your account-based marketing process is, is, is critical as well, because now I know, oh... People in this particular industry or this particular profile, whatever it is, whatever the filter is that defines the set of target accounts, um, if those are the optimal ones for your business and the profitability of your business, then you can orient yourself and you can build all of your marketing activities to drive more like that yep. into the funnel, right? Yep. Yep. Right. So, Robert, you know, we, we, there's a lot of noise, a lot of confusion, but there's some good ideas out there. If 
we have a company that's getting into 2017. They want to start drifting into uh, an ABM marketing and sales strategy, closer alignment between the two organizations. How would you recommend marketing get started with yeah. that? Yeah, I think that this is sort of almost the, uh, back to what episode one's title was on the marketing cranks, <laughs> back, to, back basics, to basics, which we would encourage everyone to listen to. Uh, we certainly think we've gotten better now that we've done a few of these. Um, <laughs> I think there's some. I think it's just some some basic building blocks that need to happen, and and the, the simplistic way is just to sort of literally like name the companies that are in your target market, right? The companies you want, hundred of them, five hundred of them, a thousand of them, whatever they are, um, and then you can kind of the next step down, which is who are the people within those accounts that you need to reach, right? And then yep. super super important, which we haven't really touched on here yet, is then how you're going to reach them, the message, the context. Um, you know, the call to action, all the other building blocks. And I think what, what ABM delivers, if done correctly, um, is what we have to have for effective sales and marketing, which is context. Yes. You know, Brian, Absolutely. I am knocking on the door of your company, and I'm going to tell you about my thing, and here's why it's important to you and relevant to you. And, and the more uh, intentional you are and more understanding of this is this company name, and I know they have this problem, it may just be that they don't want to solve that problem now. Right, or they don't have this budget cycle, or whatever it may be. But instead of a, hey man, let me go and buy a big old list and let me find some forgiving email marketing platform and send hundreds of thousands <laughs> of emails until someone capitulates and takes my meeting. <laughs> and because then what can happen is, great, I get a meeting and it's not qualified. Right. right, it's not the right person. They don't have the right infrastructure. There's no compatibility. And there's all these sort of qualifying things that come in. So everything we've learned, hopefully. At this point in time in our lives, by about qualification criteria, very much feeds into ABM because you should only have in your target of, of accounts those that you believe are qualified that can be that, sh that are going to become or should be your, your optimal customer profile. Yeah, I, I think so many of the principles we've been practicing over the last you know eight to ten years, especially with all of these great marketing technologies mm -hmm. everywhere, I, a lot of those principles come in play. It's just that we're tightening how we focus this a little bit you know it's it's not uh, yeah, we're it's not it's it. not it, you know not batch and blast right. stuff and uh, we're not trying to push or we shouldn't be trying to push a single white paper to the entire uh, representation of the buyers committee or who who those different people will be because like you said they're they will have context that they're interested in they will have emotional drivers they will have business motivations etc different levels within an organization, a C-level executive mm -hmm. is going to have different context than a low-level or mid-level yeah. manager in an yeah. organization where this whatever solution is can have broad impact, but they're going to have different motivations. If you're pitching features and functionality to a CFO on something, they're not going to be interested. They want mm -hmm. to see what the big picture impact is and see how understand that you understand the context or have that empathy of what they're going through. Um, so I, you know, yeah, it's, I, I it's, think there's a lot of challenges there, but we, we've been doing some of this. And so we have, I, we have. And I think that's a, a, a great point, right? As a, as a, someone who spent a lot of time in the marketing technology space, as have you, uh, we know all sorts <laughs> For of better or worse. things about the bits and the bytes that power this. Look, like marketing automation came along, right? And it did a lot to inform what you just walked through, which is different personas at different stages need different types of engagement, right? And we were able to help prioritize. Uh, we, could, we could essentially detect interest signals or buying signals based on web activity or downloads or whatever it may be. 
Um, and, and, and to me, right, what was missing in that all along was sort of this, this higher degree of targeting, which is it's not just anybody and everybody that possibly could come through here and I'm going to assign some arbitrary score, right, to this, to this, to this record. Yeah, um, yep. It's how can I be intentional about making sure that anybody I ingest into my marketing automation system uh, is indeed somebody who I want to become my customer. I and mean, ultimately, people people buy products, right? But but as a, and especially in a B two B frame of reference, your your named or target accounts that align with the, the optimal profile of your customer. And this does get highly a little more complex if you're talking about multiple verticals and multiple things. But but all very manageable. Um, you know, and what I've seen out there, and there's again, there's no shortage of marketing technology buzzing around us and telling us what we need. Like, if I've invested in marketing automation, do I have to go buy something now for ABM? Well, so that that's a great question, right? So there, it there is, um, you know, this vast universe of marketing technologies, and we've all seen Scott Brinker's. Uh, oh yeah landscape that just continues to evolve and exponentially grow every year. Give us a little more of a headache every year. It gives us more of a headache. No criticism on the on, on Scott at, at all. The fact that he tackles that and sticks all those logos <laughs> on one piece of paper well, then, is, okay, is a, it's so, a superpower in itself. And then we, we actually, it creates work for us because then we create a directory on all of those logos. But that's another subject for <laughs> another day. That you but, can download at the Heinz Marketing website, <laughs> right. HeinzMarketing.com. So, okay, we have these solutions, and some of them may be broad, some of them may be focused, and up to maybe 18 months ago, they were just general marketing technologies, and now all of a sudden, they claim to fit into the ABM space. Does that mean that all of a sudden, they developed and released some new ABM widget that made them an ABM solution, or what's going on there? I mean, how, how, how do we... How do we cut through the noise and actually interpret exactly what that means? Because, in actuality, these are marketers that are marketing, <laughs> marketing, marketing technology, technology, right? Which we all know is the worst possible scenario. Oh my of, God! Uh, yeah, yeah. I, you know, I think that uh, having spent some time in the software world, it's always easier to change your words that you're describing your product as opposed to changing your product platform. <laughs> that's the truth. Yeah, that can be. That can be. That's easy to ship. You just spell check it. Um, you know, what I like about what I'm seeing out there, and there are a bunch of good uh, you know, sort of pure plays and other people that are expanding their platforms, is that I think it's getting at this notion of context. And, and again, you can't just buy, you know, you should never just buy software to do this. You have to be intentional and, and explicit of, of your strategy. And there's, there's some heavy lifting to do and there's some homework to do. Big like, time. If you don't know who your target market is and you can't sit down and name the, the hundred target customers you want, this month, this quarter, this year, right? Go do that. Yeah, yeah that's a starting, I mean, the technology isn't gonna sar- solve that for you, No, right? but what it's gonna do is it's gonna allow you to say, okay, great, now I know those companies and then their online presence and their offline presence, now what tactics or what tools do I need to use to target them, right? And so you can take what has, what started in sort of ad retargeting, right? Which was pixeling a, a potential person that comes to your website and now we can be much more intentional about it and we can sort of figure out how we can target people in a particular company through an ad network. Um, And I think those are really interesting things that we're doing. Again, the burden is still on you as the marketer to do it in context and be compelling and and talk to the problem or whatever it is. But instead of, you know, hoping that your ad will get served out there and maybe hit your target, now we can filter, right, and we can focus 
uh, and we can serve that directly into the yeah, audience. Yeah, I think the, the focus and the context is what's very interesting to me and, and exciting. Uh, you know, for so long we've been you know, either targeting people, trying to get people to build out our lists that have certain title profiles, or mm -hmm. we'll buy a list from a great company like Dun & Bradstreet or whoever. I want all of these CIOs for companies that are $500 million and above, and I don't care about the vertical industry or anything else. You know, I just want CIOs because we're going to call all CIOs. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> you can't, right now with ABM, if you really want to do that, you, that may be a good starting point, but that's more persona yeah. marketing or lead marketing, I guess, like like we've been doing, but it's a starting point. That's not the, the context that I guess we need to get into um, with ABM. So if you have the ad retargeting, um, you can't, these, some of these platforms are doing a really yep. cool job good. of helping you focus on the right audience, the right companies. And the and the the right personas within those companies, and that is really cool stuff. And that's one of those channels that you can use, as opposed to a pure broad blast. Where okay, how many millions of impressions did I get this month? Yeah. And okay, well, who were they? who were they? I don't know. Yeah. It was well, just on the network. Right? right, you get away from sort of marketing vanity metrics, right? And again, the the discipline here is to unite uh, around. A set of target customers and target accounts that, that that either initially need to become your customer, or that you expect to grow from. And and you know here at Heinz we love talking about pipelines. We love talking about revenue. Again, this this is a common language now that sales and marketing groups can talk about. That's right. Um, you know as much as it's it's you know an, an informed and thoughtful territory plan does not just nearly go to the book of lists and pick out the biggest. Uh, companies by revenue in my territory and help me get into all those, right? I think there's a there's a collaborative uh, nature to say, you know, here is the ideal customer, the ideal customer profile uh, within this region, within this, you know, within this uh, geographic boundary or whatever it may be. You know, here's the target accounts that are there. Uh, who do we know there? Is it is it is it a list building exercise? Is it a nurturing exercise? Is it a current customer exercise? Right. I think all that kind of goes in and, and, and formulates around it. So what, again, what, what happens is that um, this orientation that marketing has and that sales has now is, is around the same set of targets, right? It's not just, let me see what type of activity I can possibly kick in. So it's, it's kind of an interesting thing, right? I mean, it, it, it certainly, it sort of uh, applies a lot around qualification. It, it certainly uh, focuses, I think, uh, sales and marketing efforts on the same thing. Um, and again, I, you know, I, I, I always, I just think about this as target account selling. Right? And, yeah, it's and, not new, and, right? It, it's not new. I think, well, it's marketer, new to, it, but it's new to marketers. It's new to marketers. Cases, right? That's exactly right. So it's just it, it's something that's come up where marketers are able to wrap their heads around it, and there are some technologies that can enable pieces oh of this. So yeah, there's there's some really wicked cool stuff being done out there, and, and even in terms of the predictive world, right? To look at customers oh, yeah. you have and sort of you know it's it's the classic sort of you know predictive analytics thing, which is use positive data to say give me more like this. And be able to pull from that. Now, there's some sort of some science there, and there's still some things that need to happen. And it's not a it's not an imperfect, uh, or I guess it's not a perfect approach just yet. It is imperfect, um, but at least it, it it's it's more than just like if you if you sat down in a room after you listen to this wonderful podcast and say, hey, we got to get the ABM religion. Um, you know, one you can certainly call us, and we're happy to do all this for you, uh, from the strategy all the way into the implementation. And that's what's interesting. Like we we sort of were doing this before we started calling it this. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, we have, and there, there's, there's so many pieces that come into play with yeah. this. So, you know, I've 
been working with uh, several accounts this year where they have a what I would call a horizontal solution and they've taken more oh, the, historically these companies have had more of a product or um, solution focused uh, marketing effort yeah. where it's all about the product it's all about yep. the company oh, selling yeah, it right, right? And now, uh, several of these companies, what we've done is we've started working with them to say, okay, you have this horizontal solution, but what if you made this relevant to administrators at a hospital, in this case, or uh, management and operations staff at a manufacturing company? Um, What if, you know, you can make this relevant to those different personas and those markets, right? That requires a lot of thinking around go-to-market strategy, solution focus, some product marketing, persona marketing, yep. right? Yeah, so yeah. messaging development, and then that leads into a lot of work around content. Um, so, and, and I think you know, yeah, well, that's that's that whole sort of surround your prospect, right? You can't just, I mean, you, we certainly advocate doing the the sort of sales development process as we've alluded to previously here and we'll talk about more there's no shortage of opportunity to let's not get off track now yeah but i think so but you know again that's what if you know that person needs to become your customer because they have your problem you can certainly find that out quickly via direct uh, engagement but um, if you need to build the case for who you are right if if you're if you're expanding into a market you've never been in or into a new vertical no one knows about you've got to build some credibility and in what you what you alluded to there i think is is awesome another sort of key watchword out of what abm is all about it's about focus that's right it's about look I know this can be used by anybody under the sun, but we have to pick, we have to prioritize, right? And we have to, to measure success around those areas. So what ABM, another benefit I believe it does, not only does it help sort of internally sales and marketing teams focus on a core, which is a, a set of named accounts, it also helps prioritize activities. So when you think about content, right, or you think about personas, um, it puts a lens on it through which it's like, these are the optimal customers that we want. These are the name type of accounts that we want. So what do we do to bring them into the fold? And be excited when you do a webinar and 80% of the participants are all in your universe of named accounts, right? You're doing something right. Yeah, you're doing something right. And if you have, you know, if you have a handful of people in multiple instances that are from the same company, that probably is a good sign, right? right? Yeah. Don't look at that as, oh, because I've seen this, all right, I've seen this. We already got oh, that one. We, we already <laughs> had that one. Oh, well, they're all from the same company, yeah. so. But if you maximize the good re- thing. Well, sure, if you maximize the revenue opportunity at that company, and then if you're talking about a company that, you know, like a GE, right, or a, or a, or an Amazon, let's or say, a Microsoft, a person, right, that has tons of divisions. Yeah, thousands and thousands and thousands of people that are essentially are individual companies running internally. They all have separate P&Ls. They all have separate purchasing processes. Right. They may not be standardized on one particular product or service. There's a tremendous opportunity in there. That's right. Yeah, so a lot of good ideas there and i've seen some really good things that that people are doing um, with abm yep. there's a lot of great ideas a lot of great content from vendors and other other voices like us so um yeah i think you know we we've talked about a number of things here you know abm 
it may seem like it's some new shiny object, yeah. but it's actually been around for a while, um, and it's just a way for marketing to wrap their heads around yeah, it no and doubt, get right. it, right? Yep, and then yep. there's technology that's there. We have a really good understanding of what to do with content marketing, I believe. It's yeah. just a matter of getting intentional and strategic in how we're going to pursue Yeah, and focus, right? I think that's such an important thing. And yeah, and I don't I don't know in 20 some odd minutes if we've necessarily, you know... We solved it. Completely uh, clear no, 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 we, we have it all figured out. Maybe we've so. muddied the water. But I will say, I, I do think that... Um, you know, all of this is, is interesting to hear, and, and if, you, if you're struggling with this or you think this is something that, that's relevant to your business, um, you know, give us a call, right? Uh, track us down at HeinzMarketing.com. I'm, I'm Robert at Heinz Marketing. Brian is Brian with an I. Brian with an I. At Not brain. It's Brian, please. Um, and we can parse this pretty quickly for you, right? And, and I think yeah. like a lot of things, um, you know, the, the, the sort of the, the details is where this all comes to light. And, you know, if you're, if you're still sorting out what your optimal market is, like that, that is a whole process you have to go through. If you're still sorting out what your ideal customer looks like, that's a whole process. If you've never done a customer profitability analysis based on, a, you know, a mishmash of customers you have, that's yeah, an important... really look at the math of it, right? Yeah, it's an important thing to do to inform this. I think the, the, the worst thing you can do is just sort of, you know, begin to sort of fire a bunch of bullets and, and, and hope that they're going to be landing in the way they need to. You just have to be, yeah. you know, a first phase of this is absolutely the step back. And, you know, we... We, 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 you know, here at Heinz, we're not, we, we are strategists, but we're also uh, operators, right? And we execute, but, 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 but uh, you know, tactics and, and, and operations are best informed by a strong strategy, which is definitely where this type of thing needs to, uh, to start. But then once you get that dialed in, right, then it's just about executing along Execution those lines. and, you know, check the metrics and adapt, tweak, turn the dials a little bit. And a lot of times you can identify some new opportunities to pursue as well. Yeah, so, for sure. So, uh, you know, this is, this is a great talk. Uh, everybody that dialed in, thank you so much for listening. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for making uh, the time. We would love to hear your feedback, any ideas that you've pursued or some things that you're struggling with or if there are things that you disagreed with, you know, <laughs> heck, we, we'll even listen to that. You know, that's, that's right. how we learn, right? We're just two guys that have done some stuff and we think we have a point of view. Yeah, we draw lots of pictures <laughs> on whiteboards and things like that. But no, seriously, if uh, we, we would very much enjoy hearing from you, talking with you, even doing a, like a virtual whiteboard session, just gratis, just to brainstorm and share ideas. Um, they're, Always great opportunities to learn and figure out ways to do things. So uh, really appreciate yep. you listening in on episode four uh, of Marketing, Marketing Cranks. Cranks. Yeah. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for joining us. Uh, we are working to distribute this in many more places. We are on iTunes. We are on Google Play. Uh, we're hosting this lots of places. So wherever you may pick this up, if you enjoy it or even if you just want to, you know, do us a solid. Vote us up. Give yeah, us five stars. Vote, vote, vote us up. And, uh, you know, I think we're committed to this now. There's no backing out. We're on four. We so are. We are. We, this we're, is, we're committed. This is, and we're about to, to enter our second year of, uh, of operation. Yeah, of that, that's right. We started in 2016, and we're close to 2017. So, man, is that going to be like the second season? Maybe. I think we can do that. All right, everyone. Happy selling. Happy Talk to selling. you soon. Thank you. Bye.